You bring the passion. We bring the knowledge. Learn from the most creative, innovative and experienced youth experts across the globe. Are you ready to take your youth ministry to the next level? If the answer is yes, you are in the right place. The Youth Workshop, the podcast. Here's your host, Luke White. Hey friends, in January 2017, we hosted our very first online summit. It featured some of the finest youth workers from around the world, giving great insights into how we can lead more effectively. Now, I know some of you couldn't make it and some of you didn't even know about it. And I'm sorry for that. So here's the next best thing. This month, September, will be dedicated to excerpts from the summit. I hope you enjoy, but most of all, I hope you do something with it. And I'm so glad, as usual, to bring you another special guest. His name is Pastor Frederick Russell, and he is the lead pastor of the Berean Church in Atlanta. Pastor Russell, how are you doing today? Brian Luke, I'm I'm glad to be with you and all of those who are online this one to share with. Excellent, excellent. Um, You know, I I know of your experience of of um of leading well many groups of people but especially you have a lot of experience in in youth and young adults um and that's kind of what i want to talk a bit about first so maybe just tell our listeners a little bit about your background in ministry well i've been ministering for about 30 plus years uh started pretty pretty young Mm -hmm. and uh i have um done a lot i've uh, served as pastors of a number a number of churches i've been a conference president uh, I've led uh, conferences in terms of leadership conferences. Uh, I'm a columnist right now for the Atlanta Business Journal. I'm an executive coach. I have my own leadership company. And uh, I probably pastor right now the largest non-institutional, second largest non-institutional church um, in the world. Wow. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, so <laughs> I don't even know we can start absolutely anywhere. I think let's focus in on on leadership and and um, some things that you've learned in your 30 plus years of ministry. What has been one of the, the reoccurring themes or, or, or challenges that you have come across in trying to equip um, people to lead out in their settings, especially when as it comes pertains to um, leading young people? Well, one of the challenges, uh, about about three critical ones, are that in most local churches, um, we have not done a good job in developing leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have managers, we have people who have interest in things, and they have a passion, but they're not sure how to lead uh, with that passion mm-hmm. uh, to make it happen. Uh, number two is that some of the ways that we've gone at things have become very antiquated. We have not uh, kept pace with the culture, the word that we believe will always stay consistent, mm-hmm. uh, but we have not kept pace with the culture in terms of how we do church. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, youth and young adults um, uh, have had a, a subtle disconnect in some context mm-hmm. uh, in terms of what they experience and what they know uh, out there uh, in the broader world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the third thing um, um, has, has been that some of the ways we've gone with youth ministry, which is connected to the second one, mm-hmm. uh, is that we're still using the same things we've used 30, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, and we have made those sacred cows as only one way to do it. But one way, one size doesn't fit all, mm-hmm. because what you do in one church, you may do it totally different in another mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. And so because of that one size fit all, uh, we have uh, sometimes uh, been challenged uh, to make it happen in a real way. 
in a real world. Fantastic. So we're going to have a lot of maybe beginners and people who are just starting out in their ministerial journey. And um, I think highlighting those challenges right from the beginning is so key as they try and navigate a different path for themselves. What else should they be bearing in mind right at the beginning? Let's, let's deal with those who are right at the beginning of their ministerial journey. What would you like someone who may be coming into your setting, for example, what type of grounding would you like them to have before they lead out um, um, in your congregation? Well, well typically those who are going to be leading youth and young adult <clears throat> are already age appropriate. <laughs> Hopefully that they are right there in the in the uh, age uh, level themselves. If not, um, they make a difference as long as they have the passion. Mm-hmm. But I would say that they would um, learn, uh, not learn, but embrace uh, the benefit of listening uh, to the youth and young adult where they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. where their lives are at at this particular point mm-hmm. uh, more of a listening tour mm-hmm. uh, if you if you please I would think that um, looking at best practices not only in their local church but but growing themselves by connecting themselves with people who are doing it at another level mm-hmm. uh, in other words, that 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 collegiality mm-hmm. of quality uh, takes place mm-hmm. uh, reaching beyond your context to connect with those because there, there are churches who are doing it well Mm-hmm. And the thing is that people who grow have relationships with people that grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the third thing would, would be of, of making sure that you are developing a solid relation with your pastor uh, mm-hmm. because he can he can facilitate it or he could um, just be neutral and mm-hmm. it dies. Yeah. And so sharing the vision with your pastor, um, uh, understanding what has worked before and where you want to go with it. Um, I think all of those are three critical things uh, coming out the box um, that one won't want to focus on. Fantastic. You know, I, I keep, what keeps on playing in my mind is really this, the fact that you've been in ministry so long. Um, I think it's fantastic. And, you know, as yeah. someone in ministry myself, I, Not as long as Methuselah, but I had said <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> you asked me about a couple of years. You know? <laughs> But I personally enjoy speaking to people so much further on in their journey because it makes me look at kind of where I would hope to be in X amount of years and and seeing that can really help me earlier on. And that's what I'm hoping for a lot of our viewers, that's what's going to happen. But on that note, what are some of the keys to your longevity? Or what have been some of the, the, the keys that have kept you in ministry so long that we can imbue and, and, and take on for ourselves to, to be so that we can be sitting on the reverse of this conversation in 30 plus years time? Well, I became a vegetarian, that is not, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, I think, um, and this is a great question. Um, I made a decision early on that I was gonna maintain freshness mm-hmm. um, I have really worked at maintaining um, upgrading my skills along the way I have a passion for growing and I try to be very intentional about my growth mm-hmm. the decision early on because I had seen leaders fossilize over wow. the years not wow. only in the ministry but leaders in governmental civic mm-hmm. uh, hospital care settings mm-hmm. youth leaders um, that can easily happen mm-hmm. because you never push the envelope. You never go beyond the parameters of what you already know. Mm-hmm. And the world's a big, awesome place. And I think that I made a decision to stay very much connected to the world of my church, but very much connected uh, to the broader world. Mm-hmm. I, I kept reading. Uh, a leader is a reader. 
-hmm. and those who don't read or um, you know are gonna get uh, behind on what is going on. Mm -hmm. I started going to events and conferences, uh, growth conferences, uh, and, and leadership events, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and specific uh, ministry events, not only within the Adventist church, but I got beyond the Adventist church as well. Mm -hmm. I think the Christian world with it, because because we don't have a corner on the market on all the ideas of youth ministry, mm -hmm. and of ministry, and leadership. Mm -hmm. And so I have tried not to restrict myself to a particular context. I've tried to be as broad as I can. Mm -hmm. And with that, you know, there's a little axiom that you, you take the chicken and you leave the bones, you know. <laughs> so I've tried to identify what the meat of something is, what is beyond my religious context, mm -hmm. and leave the bones, you mm -hmm, know. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of stuff that's going on, a lot of events that are happening, a lot of uh, places to expose. Um, mm -hmm. And so, if, but if you, if, if, if the, the, you know, if you're not growing, mm -hmm. you end up just stagnating in your life. If you're mm -hmm. not progressing, then you're retrogressing. Wow. And I have across so many leaders who are who are who are retrogressing and the interesting thing about it is it's very imperceptible let me give you an illustration mm -hmm. um i um i've flown about a million miles on my preferred airline uh, airline right now and one of the things that happens when you're flying uh from california in the states which is the west coast mm -hmm. as most you know back to the east coast you get out over the middle of the of the u.s mm -hmm. um the pilot typically uh, puts the plane on what is called automatic pilot. And uh, that means that the computer takes over. Yeah. I used to think that all they did was set back. Once they did that, drink coffee, talked about things. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but that's not totally true. Because while they're flying uh, on automatic pilot, the computer is doing the uh, directing, the pilot must still keep his eye on the altimeter, uh, which, which is the level the plane is at um, uh, in terms of the lane uh, that air traffic control has has chosen for them, and I discovered that uh, that what happens is that there is without even trying, planes has a have a slow imperceptible descent, and that unless you're watching the altimeter and keeping it at that level, is that is that the plane can crash on you if you just totally oblivious. Wow. What is going, on. and it's the same thing with our lives. Wow. As is, is that unless we are constantly nurturing and shepherding and been intentional and purposeful in growing our lives, we can stagnate. Mm -hmm. And uh, stagnation is not something of those who are 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s. Mm -hmm. Stagnation can happen when you're 21 and 25 uh, because you have not made the deliberate intention to grow your life and to, here's a better way, to stretch your life. Mm -hmm. uh, you must be uh, at a stretch point to say, what is next? Mm -hmm. How do I push further mm -hmm. uh, forward? Because the information is so rapid in this world right now. Mm -hmm. Things are happening at such a, a rapid pace mm -hmm. that you can easily fall behind mm -hmm. uh, on how to relate uh, very easily unless, you are, unless you're right on top of it. Wow, 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 wow. Thank you so much, Pastor. All right, great. Ooh, so much to think about there. It's so interesting because you, we do have this tendency sometimes to believe that it, if it works, if it works, if it just works, then it will always work. Um, yeah. But as you're saying, there's a there's a potential for that. That's not true, basically. Um, right. But again, through, throughout your 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 um, ministry journey, um, has there been some things that are consistent um, in in the approach that that you or your teams have taken towards young people or towards youth ministry, are there any um, 
consistent threads or must we always be um, reading the culture almost? Yeah, well, I think the consistent thread uh, is that whatever you do, the outcome is to connect people to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, that must be always the outcome. Whatever multi-program, um, creative way you go at things, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you're trying to connect them to Christ. Mm -hmm. How you get there will be different um, uh, based upon what's happening, what's going on uh, in their lives, what's going on in the church, what's going on in the, the broader culture, but that's, that's the consistent thread. Number two, it must always be connected back to the Word of God. There must be an alignment mm -hmm. uh, with the Word on what you do. Mm -hmm. uh, those are the consistent threads. And the, what, the point I'm trying to make is, mm -hmm. is, uh, is, that, is that your outcome may be consistent, but how you do it will be different. Let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. uh, years and years and years ago, in the last century, uh, <laughs> and we, we had what was called AY. And AY is working in a lot of churches, I think, uh, still in the UK. A lot of churches have AY and it's working. Why? Because when folk go to church, they stay all day long. Yeah, uh, and they're there, so you got a, a ready-made crowd. It doesn't always mean it's relevant, mm -hmm. um, but you do have it. Whereas in some countries, like the states, a lot of our churches are commuted churches. That mean people are are driving in, and of course when they go home for Sabbath dinner, trying to get them back. Mm -hmm. So, but here's the bigger point: over over the years, in many churches, AY has stayed the same. Mm -hmm. uh, MV is now AY, and it can go through changes. But what we were seeing here in the States is that the people who were showing up at AY were 30, 40, 50-somethings, and the youth were marching with their feet. <laughs> you know, the same Bible games, uh, texts, and mm -hmm. doing that another generation enjoyed uh, is that these kids were saying, this is not even, we're not even feeling this. Mm -hmm. So what is that we not only, you know, we not only sacrifice the name AY, we went in it in a totally different way. And so uh, we started this um, thing called Encounter. Encounters for kids who are from um, uh, um, about 13 up to 17 years old. And we really, uh, we don't open it up to everybody. It's open up for that group only. Mm -hmm. And amazing at the programming uh, that we do. We have an outreach component to it. Uh, there's always subject matter uh, that's very relevant to where they are because kids don't really open up if their parents and their grandmama is in the room and their cousin in the room, uh, sometimes it's got to be where is focus uh, with them. And so, uh, and so, and so, there are the consistencies. There is the unique way you're going to go at things. Uh, how we did it 50 years ago is not going to work now. How we did it 10 years ago, there are some things that may still be working, uh, but you got to find constantly unique and creative ways. And again, here's the challenge. Um, if you are an AY leader, you don't have a team around you. It's so it's only so much creative juice that you can generate. <laughs> awesome, right? I know! To get unlimited access to this interview and all the other presentations that took place at the summit, head to www.theyouthworkshop.com. Oh, and don't forget to use the word podcast at checkout for a fantastic discount.